Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast, a podcast for pastors, church planters, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working in the marketplace at the same time. This is your time of encouragement and I am your host, Ade Subbanjo. Welcome. Today I will be talking about the challenges of the Bible pastor or minister. I started on that topic last week and I talked about the challenge of uh, wanting to operate as a full-time pastor, even though we are Bible pastors, trying to build a church with the idea um, of the full-time pastor when you don't have as much time. Now, the, the biggest constraint of a pastor, of a Bible pastor or Bible minister is time because you you share your time between two vocations or two or even three sometimes vocations. So you we need to build with a different model. Uh, and that's why we sometimes have challenges and, and difficulties in, in doing ministry as as Bible pastors. So today, that's what I'm going to talk about. But before we go into that, I just want to sh- give you an update of on how things are going with me and with my family. Uh, this Sunday, we had a, a unity service in Kingston, Ontario, uh, where we had six churches gathered together, and we we worshiped the Lord together. And, and that, was, that was just an awesome thing, to see churches working together in unity. Such a blessing, such a blessing to the body of Christ, and a blessing to every pastor and every person that was there. I had the the great honor of speaking at that event, and um, I was totally blessed by the message, and uh, and the people were blessed too. So give give all the glory to God. Now, uh, let's let's get into the topic for today, which is you know time constraint for the bivocational pastor with regards to counseling. How do you do counseling and ministry to individuals in the church as a bivocational pastor or minister? So here, here you are, you are a pastor. You still have to spend a couple of hours, maybe from anywhere from 20 to 40 hours doing, minister, uh, doing work in the marketplace and you're building a, a, a church also as the pastor of a church. How do you do that? Earlier on, um, l- last week, we talked about the, having a model of disciple-making, you know, a discipleship model. And I believe that if any pastor adopts that model, you prayerfully ask God to guide you and you adopt the model of disciple making that means you go all out you know in a year and all you do is find one person who would you know give their whole heart to to Jesus and you no know, no understand that they have to replicate themselves in ministry then over the years you will see a, a greater growth you know it last week we talked about it. I need I think you need to listen to last week's podcast if you have not that's the 12th episode 12 this is episode 13 so if you 
if you have not listened to that, go ahead and listen to it. And there I share the fact that when God opened my eyes to see that if you just build one at a time, you will eventually get the, the results, even better results than you were looking for if you go ahead and just try to please people, get a lot of people in at the, at the beginning. And so how does a Bible minister uh, balance his time um, as a pastor with the with counseling because counseling can be very time consuming and counseling can really take a lot for just one person and so what i was what i would say about this is that while i have gone through this problem myself and myself and my wife we had we needed to counsel people and we discovered very quickly that this can be very time consuming and draining especially if you are not humble enough to realize that you don't have all the answers you don't have all the answers and so the, what i would say is that as a as a minister if you want to really be a, a blessing as a bible pastor you, you need to remember that jesus is the answer to the problems of the people so i have i have a few things that i've put down that I would like to share with uh, our listeners today, my listeners. If you are wondering, how do I balance that? How do I do with counseling and just mentoring people as a Bible pastor? Because when I get back from work or get back from my business, I don't have as much time as others uh, would have, you know, office hours and all that. Here, I, I, I believe what you need to do is first reevaluate your model for building the church. If your model for building the church is the traditional model where the pastor uh, preaches a fantastic message every week, and that's what you, you think church is, then you're going to have very difficult time really building. But if you realign yourself with the scriptures, and, and as a Bible pastor, you recognize the fact that you don't have as much time as, regular, as uh, full-time pastors, then you can build a model that is different, uh, which is what we talked about last week, which is building one disciple at a time. And that means all you have to do is share your life and your time and your energy with just a few people, one person at a time. And right from day one, you tell the person that they are also being built to, to bless another. And so you focus your energies on those who are receptive to, to the message. And, and, you know, you, you, you give them everything you've got, everything you've learned, all your materials, the books that you are reading. Encourage them to buy uh, study Bibles and go through the scriptures with them. Recommend messages that they should listen to. Share your, your discoveries with them. Pray with them, and and as you do that, you begin to build sol a solid team. This team will be the ones that will stand with you, and your counseling sessions will be straight from the scriptures, and it will strengthen and build them. I didn't um, discover this uh, when I started. I only figured it out as we went on. I discovered that when many of the pastor friends that I have will be talking about um, the, the number of counseling sessions that they had to do, I discovered that mine was considerably less. And the reason being that most of the people that were in the church at that time were people who 
who were we were living our lives with. In other words, we sh- we brought them home most of the time. They we shared meals together. We did a lot of things together. They were young. You know, we we ministered mostly to the youth. God has given us grace to minister a lot to the youth, so they were young, and we ministered to them and shared everything with them. We gave them books. We we called them to our homes and we spend time to pray together. Um, for an hour sometimes, so, uh, every week, and we had l- lots of meetings together, not fixed meetings or church meetings. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't call them meetings, we just met with them, and we prayed with them, and we uh, discussed about life with them. We shared our discoveries with them, and, and, and this really drastically reduces the counseling sessions. And when you when the counseling sessions are reduced and all that you have to do are teaching sessions or answering questions, um, then you, you begin to see that these people are growing and they are able to answer the questions for those who are coming up. And that's what I discovered. So here are some of the tips. Number one, minister powerfully to those who are ready to listen. Minister powerfully to those who are ready to listen. So you build your church, you, you preach the gospel, those who are ready to, to receive, just give them everything you've got. Uh, use scriptures to help them as much as you can. Pray fervently for them. And then refer those that are difficult to other people because you don't have the capacity and the time. You will, you will need to have professionals who will be able to Take care of some of these people. You know, if, if someone has uh, some issues that are beyond your capacity or your training, then you, you look for other ministers and other professional caregivers, um, people that can take care of them, Christian counselors and psychologists who can take care of them, or deliverance ministers or people who are, who are stronger than you in, in some of the things that you require help for. Then you, you refer them. We have to learn to to be humble enough to recognize that we don't have everything in the body of Christ. Some other person may have uh, some of these things that we don't have. And that's why I'm, I was so excited to see the meeting we had this Sunday with different pastors. Everyone has his own giftings, his own strengths. And so when we have difficulties like this, we can call another pastor and say, you know what, I need help with this issue. Can you help me? And so continue to build disciples for Christ and then work with your first disciples as members of your team. And once you do that, then all you have to do is keep your own life fired up by receiving regularly from Christ and from the word by prayer and connecting also with your own pastor or your mentor. It's also very important that as a minister, as a pastor, you have also another pastor who speaks to your life from time to time, whom you can go to and say, you know what, this is what I want to do. This is what's going on. And they would counsel you. So there there you go. I, I, I just wanted to mention that as Bible pastors, as our lives are different, the way you you build the church, the, the way God will help you to design the church will be different from someone who has uh, 40 hours to put in. You, 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 as a Bible pastor, would have maybe uh, 20 hours to put in, in in a week. So with those 20 hours, you focus on ministering powerfully to the few who you have who are ready to listen, and you give them everything you've got. I, I don't subscribe to the model uh, of pastors who say that 
you know you don't don't be too close to your to your people because they will take you for granted i don't see that i see in 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 mark's gospel chapter 3 where jesus was uh, when jesus called the 12 to him the bible says that you know he appointed 12 that's mark's gospel chapter 3 verse 14 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal the heal sicknesses and to cast out demons and you notice there that jesus Call them first to be with him. So I believe that the best way to minister is to really be with your people. And that's how God has helped us in our ministry. And you know, we are very close to our first set of people. They are, they, they've known us now for several years, uh, going to 13, 14, 15 years. And we've been living like brothers and sisters. They, they come to our homes. We go to their homes. We stay over. And their children are like brothers and sisters to our children. And we, we, we love the Lord together, serve, and we talk about every aspect of life. They are disciples of Jesus. We are disciples of Jesus. And we raise them up to also be disciples of Jesus. And this cuts down a lot on the time that we spend as professional counselors. I, 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 when I look at the life of Jesus, I, I don't see him sitting down counseling people for hours. I see him more as a teacher who lived his life with the apostles and then released the apostles to keep doing the work of ministry. So the counseling is, is broken down to very little bits. So each person does a little and, and, and then as, as a pastor, you, you are, you are focusing on just a few that are the closest to you and they are then doing the same work for others and that's how the the ministry goes on and you are able to sustain the ministry and focus a lot of time into praying and receiving from Jesus and and ministering healing deliverance with power to those who are around you so i want to encourage you as a bible ministers that we design our lives such that we have time to be with Jesus. We, we must design our time such that every day we take an hour at least. I, I, I recommend that any Bible minister or pastor should spend an hour at least in prayer and another hour, if possible, in study of the Word. Because you need to pray for yourself and you need to still take time to intercede for the people. The, I, I find that when we pray for our leaders and people that are around us, we have less work in in counseling. So that's my that's my um, my take, and I believe that's the scriptural take also on counseling in the church. I, I believe that if we continue to minister uh, fervently and pray fervently for our brethren, and we we give them the scriptures. We bring them into our lives to see how we are living the Christian life. We, we don't you know, close off our own lives and just do everything in the church. We really do more of the preaching within the concept of life. So we preach on a Sunday and emphasize all that we have preached on Sunday in the homes. So when, when a person visits me, I don't, I don't just leave, you know, talk about other stuff. I talk about other stuff, but in the context of life in Christ, what I've talked about, we must get to the point as ministers where everything about our lives is Jesus. I, I don't have any other life. 
I have only one life, and that life is the life as a servant of, of Christ. And I believe any minister, any Bible pastor, or any full-time minister should have that life. In short, I think every Christian is a servant of Jesus, an ambassador for Christ, and that's the only life we have. We don't have any other life. And I've met people who are who like to push back against this and say, you know what, I don't like this Christian thing. Everything is Christian. When will you have time to kick back and, and do other stuff? What other stuff? I don't know any other stuff. I think as a believer, you are a believer. You are, I think being a Christian or being a follower of Jesus is life. And you can't be any other thing than what you are. I see that. As a human, you are a human. You can't say, oh, I'm tired of being a human. Can't you be a goat for, for, for a while? Can't you just be a chicken for a season? No. You're going to be a person. You're a person. You're a person all the time. You're born again. You're a Christian. You're a Christian all the time. A new creature, that's who you are. That's what the Bible says. It says, all things have passed away, uh, have passed away and all things have become new. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation or a new creature. So we are new. Everything we do is ministry. And, and if, we, if we build our, our, our church and our ministry like that, what we discover is that you have less reason to sit down and counsel and counsel. Rather, you would use every moment for teaching. And there will still be need for counseling, sharing ideas. and But there will not be formal counseling sessions, but will be more of teachable moments where situations will come up and someone that is around you will ask you, why did you react that way? Or how, do you, how come you're able to react this way? Or I'm going through this trouble, and what do you think I should do? And we just share it right on the, on the fly right there. And uh, people get trained, they get strengthened, and... And they, tra- they, they know that they have been trained to serve others right away. And so the, the counseling work is so divided and, and spread over a lot of people and doesn't break down the Bible ministry. So I, I hope that that has helped, helped some people. Even if you're just a life group leader, the same thing goes. If you bring your life group lead, your, your life group members into your life, let them see how you handle stuff and you go into their lives also. Connect with them as your, as your brothers and sisters and that's who they really are and live life together with them. Nothing is, is, is hidden. You live just like Jesus did with his disciples. He says he brought them so that they can be with him and then send them out to preach the gospel and to heal the sick because that's the life. Once you connect with Jesus and contact the life of Jesus, what's next is that your life will begin to impact people. I find my life impacting people because of Christ's mercy on me. I couldn't be anything that I am without the mercy of Christ. And that's why I say, I don't want to have any other life. I love this life of Jesus. It's good enough. If he will leave me alone, you won't like what you see. I, I believe very strongly that if we don't allow Jesus to take care of everything in us, we will be different. I, I've been privileged and I've had the mercy of God that he has helped me so far. And he has dealt with me in many ways. Many things have happened in my life that has brought me to this point where I now say I have only one life. I I want Jesus to be all that my life is. And I am grateful, so grateful for the honor and the privilege that he has given me. And I believe that every one of us has that potential to really impact lives if we would consistently 
um, surrender to Jesus, each time we fall off, we come back and say, Lord Jesus, take hold of my life and continue to live your life in me. Amen. So that's, that's that for today. I have one question that I received last week. And that question was, what's the difference between a Bible minister and a Bible pastor? Yes, I need to clarify that. But the, the term Bible minister covers every minister. So pastors, teachers, evangelists, musicians, and every form of ministry, youth workers, whatever form of ministry. So that's that's what a Bible minister is, covers everything. You're doing one mini- a ministry, that is... You know, in any way you are trying to draw people into the kingdom and you also work in the marketplace as a Bible minister. But a Bible pastor is very specific. That's someone who is going, who is doing the work of really pastoring a church as a as a leader. So you are the, the elder, the, the, the main leader in the church who is guiding the direction and vision of that church. That local assembly doesn't mean that you, you you are the only one, but you're one of them or you are the main one. Then you are a pastor, you know, leading, building, discipling, caring for the members of the body of Christ. So that's the difference. And the next question is, do we all have to be Bible uh, pastors? Of course not. Not everybody is called to pastor. Some are called to teach. Some are called to evangelize so they have evangelistic ministries as uh, alongside their their work so i'm going to be inviting someone to to the podcast i think this week or the week after the, the next week or the week after who is going to share his story he's a teacher and is a, is a bible minister also so what he does is teaching bible school and all that stuff and he is also a, a full-time worker so i'm going to it's a, a bible minister can minister in any field, uh, and also is bivocational. Whereas a Bible pastor is uh, is a pastor. So that's the thank you for the questions. Keep them coming. You can send them through the comments, or you can send them by email, or you can just leave a voice recording. If you want your voice to be put on a podcast, I'll do that. So thank you very much once again, for, and uh, I'll close with a prayer. Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity to share with your people and encourage your ministers all over the world who are bivocational. I pray that we all would devote more of our time that we have for ministry to learning from you and raising people who can also do the work that we are doing. Lord, that we will not get too carried away thinking that we can do it all, we will not also get carried away thinking that without us, the work will not go forward. But I rather we would dedicate more of our time to raising up men and women who can share the work with us and relieve us of the difficulty, especially as Bible pastors and ministers, that we will realize that we really need a big team to do this work because we don't have as much time as others. Pray for those who are a bit overwhelmed by their work right now or a bit discouraged. I pray for fresh oil. I pray for fresh grace. Pray for great wisdom and help to come their way and encouragement at this time. Stand against every attempt of the enemy to cause them to continue to be discouraged or distracted. Declare that that will not prosper in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray specifically for that pastor or that minister who at this time is just finding is having a dry season. No, 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 no real desire for the word, no real desire for prayer. 
I pray that there shall be a restoration right now and he will begin to have just that freshness come back right now. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. You've been listening to the Bible Podcast with Ade Sabanjo. Please head over to adesobanjo.com to join the conversation and access all of the resources shared on the podcast. You can also record your questions by using the red button on the right-hand side of the page. If this is your first episode of the Bivo podcast, take the time to listen to the earlier episodes where Ade talks about his amazing recovery from stroke and the lessons he learned. These lessons have revolutionized Ade's life, and they will make your life so much more fruitful, too. Till the next episode, keep spreading the love of Jesus everywhere. 